Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Into a sad edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast, and it's not just because the Diamondbacks lost to the Royals tonight. Uh, of course, I am your mayor of PHNX, and occasionally your mayor of Chase Field. Uh, I'm occasionally known as Derek Montia. This guy, my vice mayor slash deputy mayor, uh, wears a lot of hats. He's also your thunderstick. It's Jesse Friedman. I actually very rarely wear hats. He never wears hats. Of the two actually. of us, I don't wear hats yeah. very often. It's at a all. metaphorical thing, but yeah, I get I it. I do. Yeah, yeah. He does. Oh, it's, oh, right. Yeah, no, sense. but I, I get it. Uh, welcome in. It was so great to see so many of you tonight at Chase Field. Shout out to Cogs. Uh, shout out to everybody else that was there tonight. Uh, I can't believe you made it home already in order to watch this game. I have a feeling I you might have. Cogs is is driving home. Oh, no, is that what's happening? All right, on, I, on the road, I'm good with that. Um, somebody's here already to troll us about the Dodgers having a better record than the D-backs. Uh, duly noted. Uh, welcome. <laughs> and, and deserve, too, because you were getting pummeled by the Pirates and you guys came back. So good win for the Dodgers, as much as it pains me to say that. Uh, it was a bad loss for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I, I say that because this was a very winnable game. And, man, were there a lot of mistakes made. Maybe it was just because we were sitting much closer to the action than we normally do with our friends from the PHNX D-backs uh, family at our first takeover here tonight, which was, like I said, an absolute blast. Um, but, yeah, uh, right away, Lourdes Gurriel's defense, not very good. Uh, Cattell Marte, not very good. Just a lot of a lot of sloppy play there defensively in the outfield. Or yeah, in, I mean, on the field. If if we'd been in the press box, then it would have looked great. But you know, because we were down <laughs> yes, in yes. the stands, yeah. it was like, oh wow, this this <laughs> does not. Uh, no, it was a, it was a bad game for the D backs defensively. Probably their worst of the season. Yeah. I know it. They didn't make it a single error, uh, which which just goes to show it how useless like that that's, stat really yeah, is. Yeah, they should have made errors. There were errors that they made. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel's defense was questionable at best in left field. Yeah, he missed some plays that not only. I mean, it didn't even look like he needed to make a spectacular play. It looked like he just really misjudged the ball and the distance and and how uh, his trajectory to get to it. I, I would like to really see some of those replayed on 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 TV a bit that we were because we were very close yeah. to Lourdes making those uh, those bad defensive plays in left field, and it was just surprising. I mean, we know that he's not the best uh, defensive outfielder, but on a day when Jake McCarthy got sent down to Triple A Arena, which we will talk about, wasn't great to see so many uh gaffes there in, in the outfield it was bad i mean all three outfielders honestly had bad moments yeah, in this corbin game. carroll did too yeah, um, yeah corbin carroll late in in the eighth inning a very costly mistake uh, just took a little bit too long to get to that, a ball in the corner that run killed me more than anything right because the diamondbacks end up losing by one and that was the decider that 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 crappy run there in the eighth. Oh, i hated that so much uh a, a, a ball that corbin carroll like you said didn't get to really timely uh, didn't get it in. Uh, triple ensued because of it. And honestly, uh, the Diamondbacks just made lots of defense errors. It's not it, it's not the team that we're used to seeing so far this season defensively. We were just clamoring yeah. about their defense yesterday, I believe. Yeah, I mean, they still like coming into this game. They probably have been the, the best defensive team in baseball to date. What is interesting is that almost all of their defensive value has come from their catcher. One Gabby Moreno, who teams still to do very uh, well. still attempt to steal bases against him, we're yeah. not totally don't sure do why. Don't don't uh, Gabby. And then from their infielders, the D-backs infielders have all contributed quite a bit defensively this season. Sure. Christian Walker's obviously great. Josh Ross has looked great at third base. 
Uh, the middle infielders have been pretty good, although Cattell had a bit of a stinker in this game. He uh, really like some did. of the other on both sides of the ball, Cattell was not good. But yeah, <sighs> the infield in general for this team this season has been good. The outfield, at least according to the numbers, actually hasn't contributed much. The D-backs outfield, if you look at the stats, have basically been league average. Uh, the only reason that they rank where they do in some of these defensive metrics is because of the infield. Yep. And you saw the outfielders have a have a pretty rough go of it in this one. Uh, Ryan Nelson also not very good uh, tonight. No. Five innings pitch, gave up 11 hits, uh, four runs, four earned, zero walks, three strikeouts. They were hitting him really hard. It felt like at one point, it felt like everybody on the Royals was getting hit, getting hits off of him. Um, and I mean, looking at his season numbers and the trajectory right now of this team, the the decisions being made, we we can't help but wonder if Nelson might be the next candidate to be sent down. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I would think they're not there yet because they can't keep sending. I mean, eventually they're just going to run out of guys if they keep right? sending pitchers I mean, down. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you could do without Mad Bum in the rotation, obviously, and you can do without Dre Jameson in the rotation as well. We'll get to uh, some options that they have for filling Dre Jameson's spot. I don't think they have the manpower to fill Ryan Nelson's spot at this point. But given the nature of how the D-backs have operated in the last week and all the moves that they've made, you do feel like nobody's job is secure. Right. And with how Tommy Henry pitched yesterday, that wasn't a great outing. Yeah. With how Ryan Nelson has pitched his last few times out, his ERA is up over five. Opposing teams have about an 800 OPS against him. 1.37 whip, uh, 5.33 ERA for Ryan Nelson. Is that, I'm sorry. That's... Yeah, none of, the, none of those numbers are, are good. And, yeah. and coming into the season, one of the big X factors was what are you getting from your young pitchers, right? And at this point, Dre Jameson is in Reno. Ryan Nelson has an ERA over five, and Tommy Henry's made one start, and it was bad against a not very good Kansas City offense, right? Uh, so a lot of things in that sense are, are not going right for the D-backs. A lot of other things have gone right, which is why we're still talking about an above 500 baseball team. Uh, but on the whole, on the pitching side, there are there are some concerns. This team had a depth chart of like 10 starting pitchers when the season started. Isn't it amazing how quickly a list of nine guys can be like, all right, well, these three have been no good at all. And this guy's yeah. hurt. And and Mad Bum is, is now, you know, been DFA'd. Like, you can burn through that list pretty quickly. And, and we have definitely seen that. And Benjamin Hunley is very right about both of his comments. He said, Cattell watches two guys walk in front of him and then strikes out swinging at three pitch out of the zone yeah. against Clark. And that the, was absurd. And the pop-up. The pop-up pop with up the runner the, at third, yeah. one out. He saw the first pitch. He pops Come it up. On. That was 0 for 5 with three strikeouts. It, this was one of the worst games I've ever seen from Cattell yes. Marte. And not only that, but from a few guys on this team, I felt like this was one of the worst overall performances. And if we yeah. want to look at the silver lining of it, they still only lost by one run. They still they almost also came played back. the Kansas City Royals. I know. Came in I wasn't going to unnecessarily <laughs> get back to that. Uh, Cox Sorry, says, you tried to get you tried to give a silver lining. I tried, and, I just shot and it then down you just fucking just just blew it away. <laughs> um, no, but my point being is that the team continues to try to find a way to win. When this game was four to one, it really looked like it was like a ten to one game. It just felt like yeah. the Diamondbacks were being overmatched tonight. That they weren't playing well enough to to even make a comeback. And and the answer backs answered back. Uh, so they still made it a, a fun game to watch. And this team continues to find ways to hang around, even when they're playing absolutely terrible. But uh, tonight they were one for 12 with runners in scoring position and things don't look great. Like uh, I, Cog says, we need Davies back fast. I, I feel like that's actually very true. We do need Zach Davies back fast. Uh, there's just a lot of volatility right now with the rookies in the lineup, Jamison being sent down. Uh, we still don't know when Brandon fought could debut, but we're going to talk about we're gonna that. We're going to talk about that. Um, but we do want to talk about, again, is it okay? Can I talk about positives or do you not want me to? You're, yeah, no we, positives can, we can allow that. I'm yeah, just trying. We can, we can allow that. Ryan says, let's get the series <laughs> win tomorrow. I like that attitude. That's the right attitude. Uh, but Corbin Carroll remains incredible, even if he did, did make that one defensive uh, mistake there uh, on a very costly, uh, what ended up being a very costly hit. Uh, he still is the most incredibly uh, fast human being that I've ever seen in my life. Uh, we thought we were going to see an in the park home run tonight. We really did from Corbin Carroll. And we thought we were going to be like down in the stands where we could like jump up and down and scream about it because that kind of activity is not allowed 
in the press box. It's actually quite frowned upon. Uh, but <laughs> Corbin Carroll posted the fastest home to third time of the season in the majors, 10.97 seconds. That's pretty fast. I can't do a lot of things in 10.97 seconds. You think you could get to first base in 10.9 seconds? Probably not, but I don't know. I mean, I'd like to give myself more credit than that. It just depends on, uh, you know, that, uh, that how I get how I get out of the box. But uh, the D-backs have now posted the top three home to third times this season. Corbin Carroll, followed by Jake McCarthy and Alec Thomas, all under 11 and a half seconds. Uh, Jake's was 11.18 second on April 6th. Alec Thomas... 11.22 seconds on April 8th. It's almost a crime to talk about like um, how, how good Corbin Carroll will be as a player and like how good he could be in the 2023 season based on the numbers we have so far. Right. I mean, it's it's been, you know, 20 something games. We're still so early in the season. But Corbin Carroll is sitting 303, 354, 551, which is insane i mean that that's <laughs> like so that is <laughs> we were like we'll take 260 i think before the season yeah. 275 we yeah. were like i mean that would be incredible projection systems were high on corbin carroll coming into this season very high they projected corbin carroll to be the best player on the diamondbacks they also projected him to hit like 250 with like a 770 ops and that was seen as being really good yeah. right yeah Corbin Carroll right now, and it's such a small sample size, so I don't want to get too carried away with it. But the player you're seeing right now is a player who would get like MVP votes, right? Like I, I just want to make it clear, like the <laughs> like if he keeps this up, which which it's a lot to ask, and it's still so early. But the level that he is playing at right now is is off the charts. He stole his tenth base in this game. He's on pace to steal over sixty bases. Like th this is just an insane level of performance from Corbin Carroll. So if you're looking for, uh, you know, a silver lining in this game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he reached in all four of his final plate appearances. He was really, really incredible. Uh, there's some James Outman talk in our comments, which I won't acknowledge at all. But you're <laughs> probably right. That guy's James been Outman very good. has been incredible. His yeah. strikeout rate is also quite high. Yeah. Uh, there are. I, I do see some statistical flaws there, but also, you know, will Corbin Carroll have a 1,000 OPS the whole year? Yeah, I mean, that is not a yeah, maybe, Absolutely. maybe it, it's too early to really be talking about these things. But what we've seen from Corbin is really incredible. Yes, that's true. Uh, but we're not going to lump him in, in with this category. But I will say that tonight's performance against the Royals, much like Thunderbolt 47 said, where he said, bottom line, they lost to the Royals at home, which is true. And you can't you can't deny that uh, tonight's performance gets our OG's performance to forget. Uh, so just the whole thing, no, just the whole no game. certain player. No. OK. All Lourdes right. Gurriel's defense gets the OG's performance to forget. Does that better? I wanted to pinpoint it down and blame one person. Uh, I might also be lashing out because my hair is still most likely going to look like his uh, by yeah, the end of the month. Yeah, and not look like his. He has much nicer hair than mine. It's much wilder. We're not going to look the same. I just want to get that point across. We're still not sure your hair is going to make it through the, the, bleaching, the bleaching process. process I'm 100 percent not sure about that. that might, this might just be a Derek loses. <laughs> his hair thing which is also fine for most which of you also, I'm, sure. I'm sure people yeah, would enjoy that, i'm sure you guys so, will enjoy that but we'll just have to like color in your bald head with sure. like a, a purple, yeah, a purple marker, marker whatever but <laughs> Uh, something else people enjoy is our friends from OG's Brands and their wonderful edibles. So make sure uh, that if you need to forget a performance or if you want to enjoy a performance more, make sure to grab uh, one of their wonderful varieties of doses, strains, uh, and and, and uh, honestly, uh, different lovely tasting flavors that they offer. They're all about flavoring life. They also have uh, wonderful sleep edition gummies that come in their aqua berry that help you get the best night's sleep you ever had. Uh, also, strawberries and cream happy balance, which helps you uh, enjoy a lot of those benefits from edibles without being so high and loopy. So you can find them at your local dispensary at ogsbrands.com. Must be 21 or over to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. Also, check out our friends from Four Peaks when you want to enjoy a game a bit more or you want to kind of uh, get past one of these kind of losses. Uh, be sure to follow them at Four Peaks Brew to get all the latest on Arizona's premier craft brewery and join us 
for the NFL draft on April 27th at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. The best place to take in the draft is with us, your favorite degenerates at the 8th Street Pub. Uh, register for free in the link in our show notes to take advantage of beer specials. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. Those beer specials include $3 Redbird Lager Pints, $5 Redbird Lager Pitchers, and our usual PHNX specials of $3 Kilt Lifters and WoW Pints. I will be there drinking the wow pints for sure. Uh, today was a somber day a bit. I guess it goes along with the idea of what Jesse brought up earlier. Uh, the Diamondbacks have not hesitated to send guys down or designate them for assignment in the case that we saw with Madison Bumgarner. Uh, today, the Diamondbacks sent uh, one of our favorite guys, outfielder Jake McCarthy, down to AAA Reno and recalled third baseman Emmanuel Rivera. Um, and uh, again, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't surprising. We weren't surprised, but... Uh, the Diamondbacks really just have kind of changed, I think, their philosophy a bit on how quickly they're making these decisions. And a big part of it is uh, kind of the a sense of urgency about how good this team has been right now. But Tori had some more info on what they were looking at uh, from Jake to work on and kind of Jake's response uh, to, to being sent down. You know, last year you looked me square in the eye and told me that um, I'm not the right guy to send down right now, but I'll go. Um, this year was a little bit different version of that. He, um, I think he felt like there was something that he needed to go down there and work on. We identified that. Um, we've been working hard over the past couple of days. There was a hitting session today um, that involved him. Uh, and so we're, we're trying to help him go down there and, and, and um, retrieve some of the, the swing mechanics that helped him be so successful last year. We need Jake McCarthy um, to, to, to get to where we're going. It was that two things that were really interesting there in what Tori Lavello said was the first part about Jake when he got sent down last year, telling Tori Lavello, looking him in the eye and telling him that he wasn't sending down the right guy, right? And, and you could make a pretty good case that Jake was right in saying that. Yeah, and not only that, but Jake also did come back better than ever after he did come back from being yeah. sent down, right? And True. I think that that's part of what they're looking for from this because Jake offers so much in every other way that – you know, uh, again, hitting less than, you know, below league average is just not acceptable for this team right now with how successful they're being. And, and I mean, honestly, there's, there's other guys, Alec Thomas is not hitting very well himself either. No. There's other guys that are, are potentially in danger of this considering we we've talked about this, this past off season and during spring training, but the Diamondbacks have too many young, talented players. And some of those guys aren't getting an opportunity because Alec Thomas's and and Jake McCarthy's are are here and they're playing well and the the team likes them and they're kind of the future. But I mean, if the, if these guys don't continue to play well, don't keep up that high level that Tori Lavello is expecting of them, we could see other guys, other outfielders, the other players from the minor leagues that kind of have had a lot of hype around them that get their opportunity. We talked a lot about McCarthy over the off season, and you know, I I dove into some of the numbers and how. Last year, the season that Jake McCarthy had, I mean, it was incredible. It was one of the best players in the National League in the second half. But when you look at the batted ball data, yeah, I just didn't really see much evidence that what he was doing was sustainable. Yeah. Not, not that he couldn't be that player, but he was going to have to make some notable improvements in order to maintain what he was last year. That just hasn't happened. Uh, according to what Mike Hazen said earlier today, it sounds like this was a move the Diamondbacks have been thinking about for a while. Uh, this is what Hazen had to say about the timing of this. He said, it's been a month. I felt like we had kept pushing this back. We kept saying, all right, let's keep working at it. The light is going to come on. We're going to get to this spot. Uh, we just weren't getting there. We can't do this for the whole season. Uh, so you can you can see the D-backs are, you know, they tried to give Jake some some time. Uh, this is something that they've kind of had on their radar for a while. And and as you said earlier, the timeline on some of these moves is accelerated. The yeah. D-backs are a better team um, than they've been in the past. I think we can we can safely say that. And and they're in a position where given the depth they have in the minors and some of the players that they have uh, down there ready to go performing well, the the leash is is shorter than it's been in the past yeah. and if if you come up and you know for a month you hit a buck 50 this is just kind of what that leads to now you're absolutely right and i one thing that Tori lavello brought up with jake today was that they're not seeing him i, I think he called it the a swing they're not they're not seeing him yeah. be aggressive and go after pitches they just see him being very defensive to go into that just contact swing uh just doing whatever he can to kind of foul balls off and such instead of 
taking that approach where you see him comfortable, you see him be comfortable in the box, you see him attacking pitches instead of kind of just defending himself from those pitches coming in. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting to me is that they recalled Emmanuel Rivera, another third baseman, when they already have two third basemen that have been working out relatively well for them up to this point, right? And no, what, what this clearly means, Derek, is they're just going to have Rivera come up. He's going to bat left-handed now, and now he's going to play right field. So I don't know if you didn't get the memo, but there's actually a position change, and now he, now he bats left-handed. I don't like so. that idea, Jesse. Yeah. I don't like well, that you know. one bit. Um, <laughs> but uh, Mike Hazen did have comments about Emmanuel Rivera's usage, right? He said, uh, we're about to rip into a decent amount of lefties in the alignment that we had at the beginning of the season. With Kyle, this with Rivera kind of gets us back to that alignment, which allows us to use a right-handed hitter at DH versus lefties and things like that. Right? Yeah, it, it does make sense. I, I did wonder uh, if, you know, last night it was pretty obvious the D-backs were sending down Jake McCarthy. Uh, Tory kind of deflected a question about uh, whether the D-backs were going to make a roster move on the position player side. So it was pretty clear what was happening last night. And yeah, I kind of suspected that you know, a normal assumption is that they're going to bring up an, an outfielder who bats left-handed, right? A player yeah. who, who kind of fits the mold that McCarthy did. Uh, but not really all that surprised by this at all. The D-backs, uh, when when Kyle Lewis went down, they did kind of have that missing, uh, a missing right-handed bat. Uh, obviously, they brought up Paven Smith, who, who bats left-handed. So I think what this will do is it allow the D-backs against a lefty to not play Josh Rojas, at least not play him all the time. You could put Rivera in the field at third base where he's very, very good. And then you can have Evan Longoria DH. Uh, so it basically just turns one of your lefties into a righty against a, a left-handed pitcher. And, and I think that makes a lot of sense. And as people are, are saying in the comments, he also you know came through with a, with yeah, a big hit today. Rivera was very good. Uh, and Nicholas in the comments said the vibes were immaculate tonight despite the loss. Had an excellent time at the takeover. Thank you so much for all of you guys that came out again. Nicholas is Nicholas is great. He, yeah. he majored in math. I learned that. Oh, today. yeah. He so was we a, just, of course, we had a, they a fantastic it out. connection. Oh, there so. was just so much, so many <laughs> numbers being thrown around. It was great. <laughs> uh, but no, it was, it was really fun. I think like Jesse and I spent a little too much time in the press box at times. And I think that it's nice to get out and come hang out because uh, tonight was refreshing. And also terrifying for us because we had all of this show preparation going on in her head and no computers and no internet to do it with <laughs> where we were at. But uh, that wasn't the only big news about the Diamondbacks sending players down. Of course, uh, as you know, they sent Dre Jamison down to AAA Reno and recalled Tommy Henry. Uh, Tori Lavallo had more information. Uh, Jesse was there yesterday on that decision. It was uh, something that we, we talked about last night. Um, Post game and it was this, the lack of fastball consistency, um, his inability to command his secondary stuff. We felt like he was becoming one dimensional out over the plate, and we just need to get back into that that form that we have seen. We saw last year. We've seen his first this year, and you know, go go prepare to get get dominant again. May I may may I may I input my own uh, wild speculation here? Sure. Yeah. I don't like what they're doing with Dre Jamison. It puts fire in my goddamn blood. Mm -hmm. I don't like all of this switching around. I don't like that you're a fucking bullpen guy this day and you're a starter this guy. Now we're sending you down this guy because you had one bad start. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't think yeah, it's right. It wasn't just one bad start. No, it wasn't just one bad start, but you Not know what I'm saying. Like, I know, but still, my point being is that Dre Jamison had a role that he found himself to be successful in. The Diamondbacks then needed him to return back to the starting rotation. He did that. Of course, it's a lot, right? Stretching him out, getting him unstretched out. Not really unstretched out. You don't unstretch a person. You just stretch them. But you get what <laughs> I'm saying? All the fucking stop and start and stop. I hate it. I hate it. And I don't like what they're doing to him. And I don't like this. I hope Jameson does get right in Reno. I think he will because he's that kind of like absolute fierce competitor that if something like this is happening to him, I imagine it's pissing him off. And I imagine that he's going to throw the best baseball that he ever has the next time he's out. But Jameson just really uh, struck me as being a guy that had a lot of value to them in the bullpen. And I'm much like a lot of you. I'm still a bit perplexed about the decision to send him down instead of moving him back to the pen. That's the way yeah. I see it. But 
Yeah, um, I mean, what the, were your the, the move definitely made me look silly because I think someone on Mailbag Monday asked, you know, like what the future <laughs> for Drain Jameson is like. And I was like, Bullpen, you know, obviously. I don't think they would send him down. Yeah. But what surely like surely I like I think what I said is there there would be a longer leash in the rotation. But even if they did get to a point where they wanted to remove him, they would just put him back in the bullpen rather than send Not him down. The case. So that, yeah, that Not proved to be extremely, extremely false. And I think a lot of people were surprised by this move. The leash genuinely was very short. It's not often that you see a pitcher with a 3.71 ERA, you know, and a 2-1 and record sent down, yeah. right? I mean, Dre Jamison is 5-1 and with a 2.40 ERA and a 224 opponent batting average in his big league career, and he was just sent down to AAA, right? But admittedly, that was a, he had a very, very bad outing the last time, like yes. one of the worst possible outings. The kind of outing have. that, like, wrecks your bullpen, Right. Uh, I mean, right. the D-backs needed eight innings from their bullpen that 40, day. 43 pitch first inning, I believe. Uh, yeah. And just, and I mean, even then it didn't get that out of control, but it was still a 43 pitch first inning that, that didn't allow them to bring him back into the game. And he had, I mean, four and like his last two starts. So this is in St. Louis. And then this last start against the Padres, he went four and two thirds innings total. And granted, you know, he was limited from a pitch count perspective, sure. but he still should have gone a lot longer than that. Four and two-thirds innings, six hits, five runs, seven walks, four strikeouts. It was really bad. And I think what got to the D-backs more than anything else, and what both Mike Hazen and Tori Lovello said about this move, is that Dre Jameson was a thrower on Sunday. He was not a pitcher. He was trying to get that's, his fastball yeah, by guys. He did not have his good. slider, and it was a problem. Yeah, he was throwing, really was. as we talked about on Monday, his velocity was up. He was trying to get his fastball by guys. And, and it just doesn't work. And I think the D-backs want to make sure he understands you got a good fastball, you got a good sinker, but like you can't just be, you know, throwing like even if you spot it up well, it's not going to hold weight over a full start against big league hitters. That's just not how it works. I'm just making notes of all these people that shouldn't be at Diamondbacks games anymore. And it's no offense to you guys <laughs> as fans, but there's a lot of people that are over. And maybe that maybe that maybe you're the problem. Maybe it wasn't Cattell tonight. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but uh, the D-backs are not hesitating to make moves. We brought this up, but this is just mind blowing to me, Jesse. Bumgardner, Dre Jamison, McCarthy, all gone in five days. Within five days, it's yeah, like crazy. that, like it, five, like six days ago. I would not imagine that this is the conversation we would be having now, right? Uh, things have definitely changed for this team, but like you said earlier, they don't really have. Too many more pieces. We have uh, a, a young Bryce Jarvis that was recently uh, promoted from Double A AA to Triple A, uh, and he made his start tonight. We have a little bit more information on that, but of course, the big name everybody's wondering about is Brandon Fott. Jesse, yes. When are we going to see Brandon Fott? And is all of this lining up to essentially make room for Fott in the starting rotation? Well, this situation has been an utter mess, and the reality is that none of us really know for sure what's going on because the D backs have sent several conflicting messages at this point yes. so it's it's pretty complicated but here's here's the short version let's start let's start with what tory said yeah so tory he was the first person to speak on this this was yesterday he said the diamondbacks do not have interest in a four-man starting rotation uh that that is not something they're interested in and i specifically asked yesterday when dre's spot comes up next do you this means right that you would bring in a fifth starter externally and he said correct he said yes um that now does not look to be the case because mike hazen when he talked about this today uh he said the diamondbacks don't need a fifth starter for a while and they have some time so that makes it sound like the d-backs are willing to go through a turn or two uh through the rotation with four guys and then address this fifth starter issue later on uh, even if the Diamondbacks were to try to get Brandon Fott in into Jamison's next spot, it doesn't work. Brandon Fott is not. scheduled to start tomorrow. That's Wednesday. The D-backs uh, would need someone to fill Jamison's spot on Saturday if they kept everyone in line. Uh, unless you're sending Brandon Fott into the most hitter-friendly environment in baseball on uh, three days rest, you're not you're not <laughs> starting him against the Colorado Rockies. So. No. So we start, we start our pitchers against the Padres. You know that. That means yeah. Fod can't come up yeah. until August. <laughs> That's the way that this works. It's the way it works for everybody. <laughs> We're not changing the rules just for Brandon Fott. But uh, Steve Berthium reported on the broadcast. The Diamondbacks will go with that four-man rotation through May 7th. 
Yeah, which did, which that what? was the final straw. It's like, all right, we <laughs> just we know nothing. So yeah, after Hazen said that, it was like, okay, this makes sense. Maybe Tory didn't literally mean that the D-backs were going to replace Jameson right when his yeah. next spot came right, through. Right, right, right. Maybe they're going to do a turn or two or, or two with with four guys, and then they're going to bring in Fott and try to line it up so it makes sense. And and you know, me and other reporters did a whole bunch of work mapping out how that would work. Oh, we man. came up with May third. Seen them, yeah. May 3rd made sense. Uh, that would have come against the Texas Rangers or May 2nd. Either of those could have worked. Yep. Um, or May 7th also lined up very nicely for the D-backs and for Brandon Fott. That would have uh, had him so, making his debut against the Washington Nationals. So with Bertine was saying that they'll go with a four-man rotation through May 7th, is it possible that he means that May 7th would be that the day it yeah. stops and that would be when Brandon I Fox guess that's possible maybe it's like to May 7th not through May 7th and that's yeah. actually their plan um but yeah I mean if we if if that actually was literally true the way that it was said then we, we don't know uh the, yeah. what we do know is the D-backs need a fifth starter on May 9th correct they will have to start a pitcher on short rest if they don't bring somebody else in by May 9th so something has to happen by then if you map it out Fought doesn't line up all that great for May 9th, but if you kind of finagled some things between now and then, you could maybe make that well, work. And now they have the time to schedule it out and bring yeah. in the aces on it and and figure map that out versus having it happen kind of in a surprise situation. We know none of these decisions are a surprise because Mike Hazen has said the Bumgarner decision, the everything, like all these decisions, they're 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 talking about for a while. You know what I mean? Like it, it just eventually comes to that head. But it's still in talking about it still doesn't have them enact some sort of plan where they're going to get the AAA team involved and have them actually changing the dates when someone's going to start or whatever. So yeah. that'll line up. Right. So uh, we still think Fott comes up soon uh, and very soon. I still think he's the guy. Yeah. Whenever the D-backs do get this fifth starter, however it's going to happen, whenever it is, it's got to be by May 9th. Right. That would be the sort of the deadline. I think Brandon Fott is is your guy. I mean, maybe they throw Peter Solomon in a starter like maybe it gets delayed a little bit past that but I still feel like their their solution at this fifth starter spot it, it has to be Brandon Fott in my mind does it end up with obviously you got Gallon Merrill Zach Davies let's just say Zach Davies yeah you also healthy, have Zach Davies right? coming around so the then, corner I don't think he'd be ready by May 9th no, so no I no. still think they'll need but let's else. just say by June what the rotation could look like so you got sure. those three at the top and then Ryan Nelson and and Brandon Fott rounding things Possible. off at the back end, but you just feel like like this situation is so fluid, man. Yeah, like, like and Ryan Nelson is not pitching. Well Ryan Nelson's not pitching to well to be rotating in the in the you know in the discussion. Yeah, I mean, like for all we know, Dre Jameson is back up here at at that point, right? And Tommy Henry is the long reliever, and Ryan Nelson's in AAA, like. There's so many different things that the D-backs could do here that it's honestly, it's pretty hard to predict. The biggest key here is that the Major League Ball Club, the Diamondbacks, they are not, they are not waiting around for for guys to get right. Uh, they are not waiting around for guys to figure it out. Like yeah. this team is moving forward with or without you, and if you can't help this team win, then they will. If they can do something to replace you temporarily and then if they can't if you can't get right they'll move on. I mean, we we've all talked about them giving Madison Bumgarner entirely too many chances, but we all know the reason for that and it kind of made sense and I think we were still fairly shocked that they made that move when they did. Um but Tori Lavello spoke about uh complacency sucking and how this team really doesn't have the time for for that at this point. You feel like uh, does that say something about just kind of where you guys are at in, in the standings and kind of an added level of urgency or maybe does it speak to the level of players you have available in, in the minor leagues? I think all of the above. Um, we got good players in our system and there are some replaceable parts. We have guys that, um, you know, that are ready to go in AAA and they're doing their job and, and somebody here is not, we will we'll jump on that. So to me, it means we're a good team that wants to be competitive and expects to go out there and win every single night. Not win the rest of our games, but tonight's game, we have a really good chance of winning. And um, we're, we're paying attention to a lot of little things that are happening throughout this organization. And, you know, you can see, we, whether they're on the roster or not, I've been around this, this, this group long enough. I know that when they, there's a need, 
and you're doing well, they will call you up. So it uh, gives a lot of hope to the players of player development, and I think it keeps guys on their toes here. Right? Complacency sucks. There's no place for it in, on this team and this organization. And that's such a, I mean, that that's kind words of... Words to live by. I know, yeah, right? And I mean, that's kind of been a change in their philosophy because one of the things that if you wanted to criticize Tory for... There's a lot of things I'm sure people could come up with, uh, mostly changing lineups and never riding with the hot hand. But another thing <laughs> was that he was very, very, very player friendly. And at times it was a bit, I, I mean, maybe maybe too player friendly. Maybe he was too yeah. much of a manager, a player's manager. We saw him change over the past few years. We've seen him kind of take more of, you know, that that, that proper approach as a manager has to do sometimes. But uh, I, I will definitely say that they are not holding back at this point. There's difficult discussions being had, it feels like, every day. And uh, I'm sure that there's even some more difficult ones that are you know, being had with guys that are remaining on the roster. I mean, I'm sure there's some talks with Alec Thomas and things like that about, uh, and maybe a few others about getting yeah. you know, getting right as well. And, and if they don't see an improvement, then we, we might see more guys get called up. This is kind of the nature of this team, is there? there's a lot of guys who who could be great, right? Like you came into this year, Alec Thomas, maybe this is the year he breaks out mm -hmm. and, you know, he has a an 800 OPS and he's a gold glover in center field. That was not a totally outrageous outcome. There, there's that. And then there's also like, yeah, well, Alec Thomas could also be in Reno by May 1st, right? And 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 Jake McCarthy could be in Reno by April 25th, which is, which is what we've seen, right? There's just, they have a lot of players with a very high ceiling and a relatively high ceiling and a pretty low floor. Like, like there's a fine line between these guys being extraordinary big parts of your team and being guys that you send down to the minors after yeah. three weeks because they're the worst hitter or, or pitcher on your team, right? Uh, and we're and we're seeing that. And, and a lot of the a lot of the X factors that we kind of pegged going into this season. Those guys haven't performed. Uh, the D-backs have been able to stay afloat for other reasons, but Jake McCarthy, Alec Thomas, Tommy Henry, uh, Ryan Nelson, right, Dre Jameson, a lot rides on those guys. And in the early going, it is not. It has not been good. It has not. But uh, the one thing is, the Diamondbacks still have found a way to win. They've still found a way uh, somehow to 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 be competitive in these games, even today's game. I, I, I hated today's game so much. It was such a sloppy game. And, you know, we were still in here kind of huddled around Jesse's phone. And, and uh, you know, <laughs> they did they did make it very. I mean, I think for fans, they they made the loss more frustrating by, you know, the leadoff double in, in the in the ninth inning. And not only that, but it was also the, you know, the way that run scored in the eighth, like we talked about. Yeah. Right. But again, again, that was when with all their mistakes they've made, the biggest one really was that one that just put the game out of reach with that extra run in the eighth that they couldn't overcome. Uh, I think Alec that, Thomas did, did make a great play at the wall. I oh, do want to, I do want to acknowledge that. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was a very nice play. Yeah. And, and honestly, like there's going back to Jake McCarthy, Jake McCarthy was making outstanding plays. I don't think if Jake McCarthy was here today, the Diamondbacks lose this game. I'm going to say that. Uh, I yeah, felt maybe I, I'm just going to say that because of the defense in the outfield. If Jake McCarthy was out there and you had an outfield of Corbin Carroll, Jake McCarthy and Alec Thomas, I don't feel like the Diamondbacks lose today's game. That's what I feel like. And I feel like I don't that's know if because Jake McCarthy would have played, honestly. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you would have because Paven Smith was the H. The D-backs are definitely riding that hot hand right now. Right. And and you weren't, I don't think you were going to bench Lourdes Gurriel in order to get Jake McCarthy in the lineup. So they've kind of been doing this for a while where they just switch back and forth between Alec Thomas and Jake McCarthy. I mean, that's my point, though, is that I'm making is that Jake McCarthy, well, because they're both about hitting around the same, right? It feels like, I mean, I know that Al Alec Thomas is doing much better than Jake McCarthy, but not by a whole lot. I mean, he's right? hitting 188. Well, he's hitting 188. It, it is true. As Kyle said in the comments, Alex's underlying peripherals are like his baseball savant yeah. page does yeah. still have oh, red man. on it. They're they're incredible. There's a lot of red on there. Um, but we wanted to thank you guys once again. Uh, if you haven't had a chance uh, to know about it, we have our D-backs takeovers. We had our first one today. Uh, you can still get our takeover season pass, which will give you access to the remaining five games for this season, as well as our pregame meetup access, and which will be, I think, most likely at a different location after today. Uh, but we also have our PHNX It's Always Sunny shirt as part of that season takeover pass as well. Uh, and you can get uh, individual game tickets uh, for those uh, through the Eventbrite link 
you can also get yourself a diehards membership, which will get you a discount on those tickets uh, or on that takeover season pass. Sign up for that over at gophnx.com. You'll get access to all of Jesse's writing and content. You also get a free piece of merchandise from the phnxlocker.com, 20% off all future purchases over there, uh, as well as discounts with our partners. You get a $50 voucher from Mountain Mike's. You get all sorts of stuff. It's instantly worth the money you're spending on it. Uh, And you'll also uh, get access to our members-only Discord Lounge, which is the best place uh, to be an Arizona Diamondbacks fan. But we thank you guys so much uh, for already signing up. And if you're considering it, join the family. Come on over. Join us for games. Join us for all this stuff we got going on. We're going to have a fun summer watching baseball. And then we got a ton or also watching the Suns win an NBA championship. And then we got a bunch of stuff this fall as well. So sign up today. Uh, If you're watching us right now on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, we thank you guys for being here. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Uh, And leave us a thumbs up just so that we know that there's real people here and not just people that stop by mistaking us for the sun show. Uh, Also, if you're listening to us on your favorite audio (laughs) podcast. That's at least half the people That's at least half of the audience. uh, If you're listening (laughs) to us on your favorite. are they going to talk about Devin Booker? Are they going to get to his 25 (laughs) points in the third quarter? Uh, The audio podcast side, we thank you guys for listening there. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already. Leave us a review. We always appreciate the feedback. Uh, And big thing, we shout out to our friends at BetMGM. Uh, We are working together with our friends at BetMGM. They have an amazing sport book that we absolutely love and are going to be spending a lot of time at, not only this summer, but once football season starts up. But this summer, we will be out there for our monthly cornhole leagues at the BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium. We're going to have all our PHNX Suns away playoff watch parties out there presented by Neutral, which we're going to have a lot of those, by the way, a lot of those. And if you haven't signed up yet for BetMGM, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, you'll get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. It's this simple. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using that bonus code of PHNX. Place a pregame money line wager in the amount of at least $10 on any market standard odds price, and you'll get a 10 you will receive $100, excuse me, $100 in bonus bets instantly regardless regardless of the outcome of your wager. Just make sure you use bonus code PHNX when you sign up. Please join us out at the Bet MGM Sportsbook uh, for all those Suns away playoff games. Our Suns watch parties presented by Neutral will feature food and drink specials, PHNX giveaways. Get 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 yourself some shirts. We're giving away some shirts. Uh, we'll also have PHNX live shows out there. So join us by grabbing your free ticket in the show notes. Check the notes uh, for full offer details. And now listen to the one and only Shane Diefenlock uh, giving us the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Oh. Thanks, Shane. We appreciate you. Uh, tomorrow's Valentine's Day, as many of you have pointed out. It's once again Valentine's Day. Yeah. Uh, looking at the probables for the Arizona Diamondbacks here, uh, they need to win this game. It's basically a bullpen start for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, no reason the Diamondbacks shouldn't uh, be a little pissed off about tonight's loss and, and bring that uh, with them to the ballpark tomorrow. Also, Zach Gallen, I don't know if you've heard, but he's been pretty damn outstanding, Jesse. Yeah, yeah, something about uh, 21 and two-thirds yeah, innings of whatever. being pretty Bobble good, I guess. And uh, scoreless streaks and whatever, you know, he's good. Ryan Yarbrough, as you said, on the mound for the Royals. He has not made a start this season, although he has been sort of a long reliever type. So uh, his last appearance came on the 21st. He threw four innings that day. Uh, so it's sort of a bullpen game of yeah. sorts for the Royals, although I think Yarbrough threw 52 pitches last time out, so he could maybe... Maybe get through four or five innings, depending on on how efficient he is. But yeah, the D-backs are still in really good position to win this series, yeah, right? Uh, Zach Allen has been outstanding. Uh, Yarbrough on the season has an ERA of 7.62. He has five strikeouts in 13 innings. The numbers for him are, are really not really not all that great. So uh, yeah, the D-backs are still in good position to, to win this series. And coming in, I mean, the Kansas City Royals were 5-17. and 17. 
No, no team is going to play that poorly for that long, except for maybe the Oakland A's. The jury's still out on, on what's in, what's in store for the Oakland A's. That is a bad, is a bad baseball team. But <laughs> they got a possum living in their radio booth. Just yeah. of course it's a bad team. Maybe the possum should start playing. They literally have a possum that just lives in their radio booth that they just said, "Fuck it, we don't go in there anymore." That is wild. It's a possum. Jeff Bannister tonight told me he would just go in there and grab it by its tail, pull it out, send Banny in there. That problem would be fixed. <laughs> in 10 fucking minutes let's go i don't Does know that, what we're did doing they actually anymore. never remove the possum no i guess it's like in the walls so they have a hard time like at, like they can remove ceiling panels and stuff to kind of get in there but then once it gets mm. into a certain point they literally have to like start knocking fucking holes in the wall i guess to get it out and if that's the case let's punch some goddamn holes in the wall and get that possum out of there what are you doing they're clearly Oakland? they're clearly not worried about the maintenance oh of that facility God. at this point right Ooh, yeah, no, oh I don't there's think they're so too much worried about possum it. poop in those walls jesse oh it's filled with possum poop imagine being the guy who took a's 60 wins this year <laughs> I, i'm that guy was that you <laughs> I mean, he's they all, still could. He's all, he's all bitches be taking the Oakland A's to win sixty games. I'm bitches. I am it, bitches. It, it still, it still could happen, right? It's just so absurd. Maybe? Like sixty wins, and I was like, oh, come on. Like that's one yeah. of the worst teams yeah. in base. That's the worst team in baseball. That's yeah. all I need. Nope, it's still not going to hit somehow. Yeah, the, Crazy. The possum needs to replace the elephant for their team mascot. For now, is really what it should. My be. My only request is that the possum better make the trip to Vegas. They better not leave that possum behind, <laughs> right? No, that we built pond. a cage for the possum in the new stadium. Everybody can come by and pet it now and see it and shit. That's awesome. The possum is an essential part of Oakland A's <laughs> it baseball. Be. It so be. it better be it better be an essential part of Man. Vegas A's Man. baseball. That's all I'm saying. Well, see, see, now we're laughing. We're having a good time. Let's talk about some good things, right? Uh, Gabby Moreno, I don't know if you've heard all this. Yo, Gabby, Gabby, do not throw on that or do not run on that man. He will throw you out, period. Uh, he is tied for the most caught stealings so far in the majors. Uh, the Diamondbacks also coming into tonight's game have 57% extra bases taken, which is the highest in the majors. So basically yeah. they are turning singles into doubles, doubles into triples. And uh, we saw that tonight with Corbin Carroll almost turning what most people would probably, uh, you know, run out as a double into nearly an in the park home run. So it's yeah, not surprising. That that I, I think that, I think that stat is also maybe even more so about like going from first to third, like yes. on a, like on a yeah, single, that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. The D-backs have been a very good team at that. They've they've been. I mean, and that's the thing is their slugging percentage, even though they don't have a lot of home runs, is very high because they're taking a lot of bases. Yeah. Um, when you wonder what's coming next for the Arizona Diamondbacks, I, I mean, it's not out of the question that Bryce Jarvis might end up being a a potential candidate for this team this season uh he was promoted to reno and made his first start tonight for triple a reno aces and was quite good actually he was five innings one hit one run no walks three strikeouts uh, he threw five no hit innings in his previous start for the amarillo sod poodles mm -hmm. so bryce jarvis first bryce round jarvis. draft pick from from just a few years ago had a really good spring. Yeah, I was uh, going to say it tracks based on what we saw here in spring training. For made sure. made some adjustments. He had some issues on the extension on his fastball. It was just a very hittable pitch, even though the velocity was pretty decent. Uh, and he's always had a pretty solid mix of pitches. So, uh, you know, now that that fastball is locked in a little bit better, it kind of unlocks the rest of his arsenal. And he was viewed as maybe the D-backs best pitching prospect not that long ago. So sometimes, you know, you take a guy in the first round, the path to the majors is not linear. You don't just, yeah. you know, succeed at every level and then you find your way to the big league. Sometimes it looks like you're a lost prospect and then suddenly, you know, something clicks into gears and uh, certainly appears that way for Bryce Jarvis. Um, Brian asks, what's the schedule for the show? I'm guessing for this week, we are going to have a post-series show for you tomorrow. Uh, then we are going to have our normal Thursday 1 p.m. Uh, show. Uh, no show on Friday, but Jesse is going to be in Colorado covering the series with the Rockies. So we are going to have a special post-game show on Saturday night after that game, as well as our post-series show on Sunday. So lots of lots of shows for you for the rest of this week. Uh, an extra show, even. Uh, yeah. Just just because just because of Jesse being in Colorado, but uh, I'm gonna freeze there even more than I froze mm -hmm. in. in uh, LA and San Diego. So you 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 used to live in Seattle, and I I want I want you to be better about this. I, I'm the one that can, yeah, I'm an island I boy. I shouldn't be in the cold at all at any point. But yeah, but in Seattle, like 
like I would go inside. Like when it was cold, I would go inside. Press boxes don't work that way. They're, yeah, they're just that's open air true. and you're just kind of there. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. Well, Jesse, you know what time it is now. And I know you're not looking forward to this at all, but I have to ask you, do you need help with the extension on your fastball? I think the extension, I, I mean, I haven't thrown a baseball in a while, mm-hmm. but I, I think I'm I think I'm all right. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I'm okay. Do you want to go harder into the left field gap than you ever have? Um, you know, I'm more of an opposite field guy and I'm are, and I'm right handed, but are I you, mean I guess that'd be all right. Are you finishing faster on the base path than Corbin Carroll running to third? Oh, definitely not. No. Okay. Uh, do you want to <laughs> make an easy one? Do you want to make highlight real plays in the bedroom that'll keep your partner coming back for more as a fan? That one I'm just not going to answer. All right. Well, Roman is here to help. Roman is the digital health clinic for men addressing a variety of sexual health needs and offering genuine medication that helps achieve and maintain a strong fastball. Uh, in men with low T, getting testosterone levels back to normal can help increase your libido. Roman offers a testosterone test. And if it's appropriate for you, treatment for low testosterone. Uh, No waiting rooms, no hassle. Straightforward digital experience from the comfort of your home. If medication or testing is appropriate, Roman will send it directly to your door. Everything arrives in discreet packaging with free two-day shipping. To learn more about how you can achieve your own personal sexual health goals, go to ro.co slash phnx to get 20% off your first entire order. That's ro.co slash phnx. I know I don't do it as good as Petey, and nobody does. So I've like he almost does it so well that I've just given up. But uh, one thing you can do is join us because we're at all the baseball games, or at least Jesse is. I pretend to be at them. Uh, but <laughs> you can join us at all these baseball games at Chase Field using our friends at GameTime.co. Uh, of course, it is the best place to buy tickets. You're going to get them cheaper. And the best part is you can procrastinate on it. It's not like anything else in life that you have to plan for. You can just think, game, 10 minutes. Let's hit up game time. Boom. The cheapest tickets you can find. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. We're getting you cheap tickets, and we're also taking $20 off. What 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 other excuses do you have? Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And as this guy will say, aesthetically pleasing. That's the best part about the app. Uh, it's not like that Ticketmaster junk over there with all their fees and nonsense. So get the Game Time app today. Uh, we thank you guys again for being here. Big shout out to everybody uh, for joining us, by the way, tonight. I can't uh, stress enough how enjoyable it was uh, and how great it is to watch baseball with all of you. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. Uh, Damon is at Damon Dog. That's D-A-M-O-N-D-A-W-G. And then you got to howl afterwards. You got to go, oh. Uh, but all roads lead to at PHNX underscore D-backs and all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Thank you so much uh, for joining us tonight. We know there's some other basketball thing happening or whatever. There was but some other sporting event happening whatever. in Arizona it is. tonight. I'm the, not sure what it maybe was. Maybe they but... moved on. And, like, you, you, do you move on in playoffs? I don't know how playoffs work. We don't really cover the playoffs on this show. But yeah, something um, about some team going to Denver, which the D-backs are also doing. Yeah. So, I mean, they're hey, basically in the yeah, same we're boat. Basically the same. We're, we're, we're the same. So uh, <laughs> until next time, we thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you send everybody down to the minor leagues.